morning. There is a there is a great deal of freedom that comes when we finally embrace the reality that God is good to me. Not because I deserve the goodness, not because I've earned his goodness, but God is good to me because God is good. And coming to embrace the reality that God is good to me, even when I can't see it, even whenever it takes a a different twist, God is good to me because God is good. If I don't see that, then I'm constantly judging God by what happens to me. Well, God was good, but now he's not good. Or he's just good. He can't be anything else but good. And when we can come to the reality on our own heart that from now on I'm going to see God as good and not judge him by what happens to me, or about the mistakes that I make, he is good, period. There's liberation in that. It's um, remembering seems to be important to God. Remembering things in the past, and, and, and I understand that some of us are remembering some things in the past and they are weighting us down. They are pouring the guilt on us. They are pouring the shame on us. And, and I know that we remember some things that are chains around our neck. But God says it's important for us to remember from his perspective all the stuff that happened to us. All the stuff that happened to us from his perspective. And that brings healing. There's something about remembering from God's perspective that determines the condition of my heart today. Does that make sense? There's something about determining what's happened in the past from God's perspective that determines the condition of my heart today. Out of sight, out of mind is not true. We have things that are out of sight, but they're still in our mind. They happened years ago, and all we can see is our perspective of it, and it just haunts us. But seeing that whatever it was from God's perspective brings wholeness to my heart today to be able to deal with today. When it comes to the secret place, remembering is important. Let me show you a couple of verses. Psalms 143, verses 5 and 6. David says, I remember the days of old. Now let me explain something to you. David's days of old were better than his days today. Okay? When he's writing this, he is on the run. He is in fear for his life. 
Saul is trying everything he can to kill him. He lives in caves. He lives in the desert. He has all of this confronting him. His days of old were exponentially better than days today. All right? And I want you to notice what it is that he longed for. He says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse, I think long and hard on the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. David was experiencing, essentially, if you compare what he had at one time to what he has now, bankrupt. He, the palace was supposed to be his. The kingdom was supposed to be his. The rulership was supposed to be his. And now this guy who is the king is chasing him, trying to kill him. And he says, I remember those days, Lord. I remember what that was like. But it's interesting to notice that Saul didn't say, I long for the palace. I long for that gentle bed. I long for the servants. I long for all the meals. What he said I long for is I long for you. I don't have anything that I had before, but I long for you in this circumstance and in this situation. So therefore, I remember the things you did. I remember the things you provided for me. I remember the things, the ways that you worked. I remember the stri- what your hands and how they were outstretched to me. That's what I long for. Then he says again in Psalms 103, verse 5, and, and we know this verse in other contexts, but I want to show you in the context of remembering today. He says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, I'm living in a cave. There's a guy trying to kill me, but I'm choosing now to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Remember the things God did that were beneficial to my life who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Remember those things that your youth will be renewed. Remember those things because right now it's hard to have the sense of hope. It's hard to have that sense of of excitement. It's hard to have that sense that God's doing something beneficial to me. It's hard to see that now. And David says, remember, don't forget any of the benefits of the Lord. Remember all the things that he did. Remember the time he did this. Remember the time he delivered you from that. Remember the time that he provided for you. And that will renew your strength of your youth because you change your focus. I want to ask you some questions, and at the end I want you to respond. You don't have to get up. Just yell it out whenever I get there, okay? 
Remember what it was like to know personally complete forgiveness for everything you had ever done? Remember what that was like? You carried the weight of the sin. You carried the weight of what your world was like, of what your life was like because of the choices you had made. And remember what it was like to be completely forgiven of all of that stuff. Remember that sense of being clean from all that iniquity had brought to bear on your life. Remember that sense that that, that shame, that, that spiritual tar that we call shame, that just kind of, it's just, just yuck on you. Remember being just completely cleansed. Wow, I don't have to bear that anymore. That guilt is not there anymore. That shame is not, circumstance out here hasn't changed. But there's something that's changed in me. The guilt is not there. The shame is not there. Remember what it was like to know complete acceptance. No longer being held at arm's length because you weren't worthy to be embraced. You felt second class. Remember that? God, well, I've heard God does that, but he can't do that for me. Remember when God did that for you? Remember when all of a sudden there's that sense that God's right, right, right here. He is embracing me. Whereas before it was kind of like, I have to love you. Remember what it was like to be the first-hand subject of unconditional love and not just part of for God so loved the world. You could substitute in there, God loves me. Not because I'm part of the world, but because I am me. And he loves me as me, for me, unconditionally. Remember that sense? That awareness that, man, I have never felt any kind of a love like this. Remember the peace that you sensed from knowing the battle was over with him? I don't know about you, but whenever, before I got saved, I knew I had a battle with God. There was a battle going on. There was a war going on inside of me, and I was trying my best to win. Win didn't mean that I bit up beat up God and pinned him to the ground. Win just meant that I got my way. But there was that sense that I don't have to fight anymore. I don't have to try to push my agenda. I don't have to try to sell my will. There is peace between me and God. Remember when you found purpose and all you wanted to do was please him. All you wanted to do was just serve him in whatever capacity he chose. And remember, you used to be scared you, to surrender because you were sure he was going to call you to China. And instead, he called you to Red Oak. But there was a sense of purpose, there was a sense of destiny. 
And that's what you guys are, 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 will need to embrace as it changes from what you thought it was going to be to what now it's what he wants to be. And in my heart, I have to come to the place, I don't care what it is as long as it's what he wants. That's what he's working in our heart. I don't care what it is. I just want what he wants. I don't care what it looks like. I just want him. I just want what he wants for my life. I want that purpose again. Remember what it was like experiencing your first love? Wow. I tell you what, when I met the Lord, for the first time in my life, I felt completely loved. There was just the awareness that he loved me. That was first love. Everything else was lust till that point, knowing his love. Remember the first time you experienced a hopeful future? Remember living in that time and you think, is this it? This all there is? More of this? And you ran into the Father, and he gave you a hope for the future. Now let me ask you something. What stood out to you? That first encounter with the Lord, what stood out to you? I've mentioned some things that stood out to me. What stood out to you? Yell it out. Squeaky clean. That'll work. <laughs> Anyone else? What stood out to you in that encounter with the Lord that you had? What? No condemnation. No more, no more big hammer <clears throat> hovering over your head waiting for you to make a mistake so he can smack you with it. No more condemnation. I don't know what you said with that mask on, but I'm for that. <laughs> there you go. Of the Father. If you have any wonder, God just backed the truck up and dumped it on Justin. All of that, all of that, let me encourage you with something. All of that and much more can be rediscovered in the secret place. Every bit of it. Only deeper, only more refreshing. David's cry through all of that was, revive me, O God. I had something I wanted again. I want to be refreshed. I want to be renewed. I want to know that forgiveness. I want to know that freedom. I want to know that cleanliness. I want to know all of that again. I'm telling you, it can be realized and rediscovered in the secret place. 
Now, let me just qualify something here. And this is particularly for all of us who have tried to find the secret place and just said, that just must not be for me. Well, let me explain something to you. I don't experience all of that every time I go to the secret place. I do not. But I'll keep going back because I know there is no other place to find it. Who else has words of life? Where else are we going to go? Church? How does that work? It might get me through lunch after church. Maybe. Maybe not. How's that going to work? In that secret place, God will refresh us, restore us, renew us. I, want to re- I read this statement similar to this the other day, and I will read this to you and see if this relates to any of you. Most of my time in the secret place consi- consists in experiencing what I think is the absence of God. Read it again, because you're looking at me like, what? You're being too honest. Let me read it again. Most of my time in the secret place consists in experiencing what I think is the absence of God in the hopes he will say something and I will hear. I'm going to read that again. Much of my time in the secret place consists in experiencing what I think is the absence of God in the hopes he will say something and I will hear it. If you were honest, how many times have you gone to a secret place and as far as you know, you're the only one that showed up? God just was busy that day. He had more important things to do. And how many times do we go and we, we, in our mind, we're thinking, God just didn't show up. And we go hoping, just hoping God just say something. You know, say something bad, but just say something. And we leave not hearing. But I want to tell you this. Everything else I have looked for to find fulfillment has disappointed Everything else, every place else I have ever looked has come up short and disappointing. I struggle just like you do. I have the same thoughts about it just like you do. But know this, I'm going back. I'm going back. I got no place else to go. I have burned all my bridges. I have sunk all my ships. And I'm standing at the edge of the sea wondering how am I going to get back? There's no place else to go except to be with him, to be in his presence. I say that to encourage you. You're not in this alone. I say this to encourage you to say, sure, you're going to have dry times. 
Sure, there's going to be times where your mind is in a thousand different directions. Sure, there are going to be times that you're going to think you're the only one that showed up. But I want to encourage you, this is a process. This is a growth process. And it is the only place in the universe where there is consistent life and wholeness and forgiveness and cleanliness. It's it. This is it. There's no place else to go. I want to say this. Anything that you have received from me in 20 eight years, 30 years for some of us. Anything that you have received from me that brought life to your soul came from the secret place. Anything and anything I have ever shared that has brought life to you came from the secret place. Anything you received from me that benefited your walk with Christ came from the secret place, either directly or indirectly. Listen, I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I go a whole day and never have a creative thought on my own. I swear, my senior year in high school, I got an F in chemistry. I got to have a D to pass, but... The grades aren't there. I am thoroughly convinced my mother went to see the chemistry teacher, said, you are going to pass this boy or he's coming to live with you because he ain't living with me anymore. School was just, it, it, it may have been another universe. If it hadn't have been for basketball, I would have been in a whole lot of trouble, but you had to be somewhat straight to keep playing basketball. And I want you to understand, anything you have ever gotten from me that was beneficial to your walk with the Lord, it came from him and my time either directly or indirectly with the secret place. Listen, I promise you, you do not like me without God. Some of you don't like me with him. But where else am I going to go? He's all I got. He's all there is. Now let me ask you something. Don't you think it's time for the body to benefit from the fruit of your secret place? You say, well, I don't have anything. I don't either, but I know where to get it. Don't you think it's time that the body ate from the fruit that was grown in your time with the Lord? See, it, does not, it doesn't exist just to benefit you. It exists to benefit you and the body. You go look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when he talks about the gifts. He explains how the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is there for the benefit of the whole body. And I promise you, 
God has things for you to share with the body because you are part of the body. And you say, well, I feel inadequate. Good. Don't come in your inadequacy. Come in the sufficiency of what God does in your heart and what he reveals to you that you draw from that secret place with him. Don't allow past disappointment to determine future expectations. Don't allow past disappointments to determine future expectations. Don't allow that you've, it's been dry, that it's been hard, that it's been difficult, that it's been a stress, that you're not consistent at it. Don't allow those disappointments to cause you to form, well, I'm just not going to do it because I'm not going to get anything. Don't allow past disappointments to determine future expectations. Go with this expectation that this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. He's here. He was here before I got here. And I turn my attention to him to receive from him what he has for me. Go again. And when you blow it, go again. And when you're disappointed, go again. And when you're inconsistent, go again. Where else are you going to go? Don't disqualify yourself because God didn't do what you wanted him to do the way you wanted him to do it. So my encouragement to you this morning is as we venture into this concept of the secret place and being where God is and learning to touch him, be encouraged. We all blow it. Where else are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? He is the only one that has words of life. And don't let our past disappointments determine our future expectations. Listen, that's easy to do with a meeting. It's easy to come discouraged. Well, there's no use even going. Well, go expecting. Ye who expects nothing will not be disappointed. Go expecting. Expecting to see the Father. Expecting for him to reveal himself to you with the expectation that there still are things about God that you and I don't know that he wants me to know. And I can go expecting him to speak to me and reveal himself to me. That's my encouragement. I, I, you know, I hope that's encouraging to you. Give it another shot. Don't just quit because you, I mean, you, look at us. We haven't quit eating. And we know eating the way we do is going to kill us. But we keep eating. Don't be discouraged. Just because I went to the quiet spot and tried to find it, and all the distractions robbed me of it, go back. Go back. And let the remembrance of the past stimulate the drive in me for more of God. Remember what he did? God, I remember that forgiveness. I remember that cleanliness. I remember that acceptance. I remember that love. I remember what the sense that I had that there's hope for my life. And I don't have that now. I don't have that now. 
But Lord, I want to remember what it was. And my longing for you is here. I want you. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we just bless you this morning. Before we pray, I want to ask you a question. What are you going to take with you from this meeting? What are you going to walk out the door with? Mary Lou was here. She got on me because Tom wasn't back there by the door last week. (laughs) She said, I was going to tell him what I was going to take from the meeting, but he wasn't here, so I'll just keep it to myself. What are you going to take from this meeting today? Anyone? Remember. If that's all you get, that's good. If that is all you got is remember. Remember the goodness of God. Remember. Anyone else? He's good. There's always more. Amen. Um, that question Micah asked earlier, what, what was it that you remember receiving that first time that you met the Lord? Um, and then you said, he, he can do that much and more, right? So I think for some of us, it's that same thing that we stand to gain by going back to the Lord, by going to the secret place, the abiding intimate fellowship with the Lord. And sometimes our life has changed and that first thing may not be what we still need, but we need something, right? That's right. My, um, it was on my heart, but just judge it for yourself and take it to the Lord. Um, I believe that that thing that we most stand to gain, so, so for me, it's the same thing. It's the same thing the Lord did in me when he saved me. It's that same thing that he showed me when I first encountered him, which was that his grace is actually big enough. That, that was the thing that changed for me when I first met him. Where I, where I was before and where I was after was the truth that was revealed that his grace is actually big enough for me, right? And um, my encouragement and warning um, that I think is, is biblical um, to you is that's where the lie is going to come that will keep you away from the secret place. Because if it's true that that's really the only place that life is found, that grace is found, that wholeness is found, you better believe that that's going to be the place that you hear lies about, that you receive misinformation and fear and doubt and shame from the devil, from our enemy, in order to keep you away from that place. So for me, the thing that keeps me away from a renewed experience of his grace is actually big enough is the lie that his grace is actually not big enough that, that makes it either useless or fearful to go to that place to begin with. So I, I would just encourage you to think about like what is that, what is that I really need from the Lord that would really um, replace and realign my heart with him, um, that, that that's the place to be on, on guard from. And that's the reason I think discipline is important. As like you said, don't, don't let past disappointments or lies or fear or anything 
keep you away from that, if that's, if that's what we know is true, that this is the place where life is found, um, then I have to set all that aside and I have to make it a habit and a discipline to continue to go back to that place regardless of what I'm thinking, regardless of what I'm feeling, um, or whether I think I may or may not get, get it from that place. It's to go to the well and then allow the water to do its thing. Probably every one of us has asked the question, why is it so hard? I mean, it is so simple. You just think, it's just so simple, but why is it so hard? Here's the answer. Because it is so valuable. If it were easy, the enemy would say, hey, go ahead. That ain't going to hurt nothing. You want to feel better about yourself by doing that exercise? Go ahead and do that. Go on, go on, go on, go do that. But when it comes to what's valuable, there's resistance because of its value because of how much significance lies there. Anyone else? Come on. So what I heard today or what I observed is, so Micah shared what he heard from the Lord, right? And then Kennedy shared and Miliana shared and to me, it is just so incredible. One word or a couple of words from the Father can give you such freedom and can give you such peace. And I was so humbled by that, just how much he loves us. And that's just what that's I took. That's it. That's the power of his word being manifested. And for me, it was um, that... The secret place, it changes everything. It just does change everything. And um, I'm going to be responsible for the next six weeks to call us to the prayer circle since you gave up after six weeks. So come on up here. Prayer <laughs> circle, y'all. Campfire. Right. Anybody else before we come pray? Well, come on up and you can share it up here. We'll give you the mic. Remembering today when the Lord... Um, proved to me that he was all I had <laughs> and how scary it was when everything else kind of disappeared and I didn't have anything else to hold on to. But then it became just so necessary and freeing and it's, it's the upside down kingdom. It seems restricting. He's all I have. I don't have anywhere else to look, but it's so freeing um, when you finally accept that. That's good. That is for sure. You are good. Whether life is hard, whether it's difficult, whether it's easy, whether it's fruitful or whether it's a desert, you're good. And you long to extend that goodness to us. You long to draw us into your goodness. Continue to speak to our heart. Continue to give us courage to go back. To go back. Simple as it is, to go back.